Bryce says if a person steals and feeds the item to his children, they're put from having to pay for it. If he left over the items intact as an inheritance, then if the Yorishim are adults, they have to pay. If they're minors, they don't have to pay. If the adults tell the owners, we're not familiar with our father's dealings with you, so meaning he may have paid you back already, then they're put there. In fact, just because they're not familiar, they become put from having to pay. So Rabbi said the Bryce means if the adult Yorishim say, we know that our father paid you, then they, don't, then they become potter. A Bryce says if a person steals and feeds the item to his children, they're potter from having to pay for it. If he left over the items intact as an inheritance and they consumed it, whether they are adults or minors, they must pay. In fact, even a minor who damages doesn't have to pay, so why would he have to pay over here? A papa said the Bryce means to say if they kind of left it for them intact as an inheritance and they did not consume it, whether they're adults or children, they have to return it. Rabbi said if a father leaves an inheritance of a cow that he borrowed, they may, the, the, the Yoshim may use it for the term that their father had borrowed it for, and if it Die, they would not be hive to pay if it came about through an oinus, because they're not high for any oinus. If they thought the cow belonged to the father and proceeded to shecht it and eat it, they have, they have to pay for the meat uh, based on a cheap rate of meat. However, if their father also left over real estate, they would have to pay for the borrowed cow from the real estate. Some say this last halacha was said on the first part of the Rav's statement, where the cow died. Others say it was said on the last part, where they shechted and ate it. The version that says that it was said on the first part will agree that it, pl- it applies to the last part as well, and would therefore argue on her papa. The one that says it goes in the last case would hold that it would not go in the first case, and would Therefore, hold like our papa, who says that a borrower does not become chayef for an oinus until the oinus actually happens, which would be why the yarshim would not be chayef to pay for an oinus from the real estate because there was no obligation from the father for that oinus. Zachmer Avayta Bryce says the pasuk says the word extra words asher gazal teacher the person has to return the item as it was when he stole it. Based on this, Rabban said if a person steals and feeds the item to his children, they're part of having to pay for it. If he left over the item intact as an inheritance, whether they're adults or minors, they must pay for it. If the name in the name of sumchas, they said if the yarshim were adults, they would have to pay for it, but if they were minors, they would not. Mar says the minor son of Yirmiyah's father-in-law prevented Yirmiyah from taking possession of Yirmiyah's father-in-law's house. Rav Avon said that he's correct in doing so since he inherited it from his father. Yirmiyah said, I have witnesses that I made a chazaka on the property while my father-in-law was still alive. Rav Avon told him, we don't accept witnesses to testify if the other party is not present, and a minor is considered like he's not present. Rav Yirmiyah asked, the Bryce says that even the minor Yershim must return the property, which shows that minors can be told to return property. Rav Avon said, in that Bryce, we see that Sumchus disagrees with that. Rav Yirmiyah asks, are going to follow the single view of Sumchus? Does Asyochit? The Mara says that the matter eventually made it to Rabbi Vo, who said that Rav Yitzvah in the name of Rabbi Shai, he said if a child takes his slaves and uses them to help make a chazaka on the field, we don't follow, we don't say that we allow him to keep it until he becomes an adult. Rather, we take it away from him and he has to bring witnesses once he becomes an adult. We see from here that we pass him like the Rabbana, not like Sumchus. The Gemara says this is not a valid comparison to our case. In our case, the house was known to be owned by his father, and that's why we can't make he can't be made to vacate it. In the case of Rabbi Shaya, there was no assumption that it belonged to him, and that's why we don't allow him to claim a chazaka on it. Rabbi Ashi, in the name of Rabbi Shosai, said we may accept witnesses even if the party they are testifying against is not here. The Rabbi Yechanan wondered, could we really accept witnesses like that? Rabbi Yechanan, the son of Rechina, said, the Rabbi Yechanan explained that Rabbi Ashi must have been referring to a case where either the party bringing the witness was sick and might soon die, or the witnesses were sick and might soon die, or the witnesses will be leaving overseas, and, another, uh, and the other party was asked to come to Bezin, and he refused. Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Shmuel, said we may accept witnesses even if the party they are testifying against is not there. Ma'okma said the statement of Shmuel was explained to me as referring to where the court case began, and the other party was summoned to Bezin. 
Bezdin or refused to come. However, the case had not yet begun. The defendant can say he insists on having the case heard in the Great Bezdin. If so, why can he say that even if the case already began? So Ravina said, the case is that the Great Bezdin gave a letter stating that the case should be heard by the local Bezdin. Rav said we may certify a loan document without the debtor present. Rabbi Yechenin said we may not do so. Rav Sheish said to Rabbi Yosef Baravo, the reason for Rabbi Yechenin is that he considers this no different than a defendant whose animal did damage, in which case the defendant must be present for testimony. Rav said we pass that we may certify a loan document without the debtor present. Even if the debtor is there and yells, don't certify because it's a forged document, we would still certify the document. However, if he says, give me some time so I can bring witnesses that will invalidate the document, we give him some time. If he comes within the given time, we accept it. If he does not come within that time, we add up an, we add an additional Monday, Thursday, and Monday to the time that he was given. And if he still doesn't show up, we put him in Cheyenne for 90 days. If even then he still doesn't come, we allow the money to be collected from his property. Now, we only wait this long if he said he'll be showing up to business. If he said right away that he's not going to be coming, we allow him to be collected against immediately. Also, this is only with regard to a claim for a loan. If the claim was for a deposit, we allow for collection immediately. Furthermore, we only allow the plaintiff to collect from the defendant's real property, but not from movable property, because we're concerned that the plaintiff will consume the movable property, and when the defendant does come back with the proof he needed, there'll be nothing left for him to collect from. However, if the plaintiff himself has real property, we will even allow him to collect from movable property, because the defendant can always collect from the real property. The Gemara says, in fact, we would not allow the plaintiff to, to, to collect from movable property, even if he has his own real estate, because as a rule, we don't write a collection document against movable property, because we're concerned that the real property of the plaintiff will decrease in value and not provide a method of collection. When we write a collection document, we notify the defendant. However, this is only if he's nearby. But if he's far away and has local relatives, or there are caravans that go back and forth between the place of Bez and the place where he is, we wait 12 months for a caravan to go back and forth, as we find that Ravina Paschal. The Gemara says that Ravina's case was an extreme plaintiff, and that's why he was delayed. we delayed the collection process. However, with a normal plaintiff, we'd only wait a few days. Ravina said if the Shriach Abezin went to call someone to Abezin and he comes back and reports the person refused to come, he's believed as two witnesses. It's only regarding to putting him into Cherem. However, with regard to writing a document of Cherem, he's not believed like two because that would cause the defendant to have to pay for the document before being released from Cherem. Ravina said we send a woman or a neighbor to a defendant to summon him to Bezin. Zakmar, this is only if the defendant is not in the city of the Bezin. If he was, we're concerned that these people will rely on the Shriach Abezin and will not pass along the message. Also, this is only if the defendant doesn't pass by Bezin for the same. The for the same reason. Also, we only say that these people uh, have surely given the message if the person will be home that day. If not, we're concerned that they will forget to do so by the time he gets home.